0: Welcome you to another fantastic episode of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. It is episode number 16. Hard to believe we've already been doing this 16 times. Glad to have you along wherever you might be tuned in. Whether you are tuned in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, Deezer. Still trying to figure that one out, by the way. Amazon Music. Wherever you subscribe to your podcast, glad to have you along keaton homer isaiah freeman along with you also be sure you check out the website alaskasportstalk.com you can catch up on all the previous episodes that have uh, that we've done over the uh, last few weeks and kind of get caught up on what is happening in alaska sports a lot of good interviews in there over the last couple of weeks we've had some fantastic high school basketball coaches from the state of alaska on over the last couple of weeks and if you missed any of that go to com, and you can get caught up on all those episodes Isaiah, it is crazy to think this is already episode number 16. <laughs> when
1: you said that to open the show, I'm like, yeah, you're right, it's 16. So, it's it's unbelievable. 16 episodes and the last few have just seemed so jam-packed full of interviews with coaches, the the conference previews, the tournament previews last week. I just you can tell it's it's the busy time of year and so many different things, finishing some things starting. And I mean, we are not, there's so many different things happening in Alaska sports, all yeah. the Nordic skiing, different things, Anchorage Wolverines are still playing. You know, it's just, there's just so much just besides the high school stuff. I mean, it seems like this podcast could be about four hours, but you well, know, if we don't we, have if that we... kind of time. And I know the other listeners don't have that kind of time, even though no.
0: they should. We, we could make a four-hour podcast, but we would have to get a few more sponsors. But we do have That's some sponsors we do who have some. been fantastic uh, for us so far this year. Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing, Guido's Pizza, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club, all proud sponsors of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. And we're certainly glad to have them along sponsoring uh, this podcast so we can talk about sports and what's going on, not only in high school, college, but you know, what's happening also in maybe some professional settings as well at some point in time. But obviously the big thing that has been happening over the last week or so is the start of the high school basketball season. And Isaiah, there were a lot of tournaments that happened over the past week.
1: There were a lot of tournaments. There were a lot of games. And not only was high school basketball kicking off this season, but the wrestling season for high school, the state championships for wrestling, finished on Saturday as well. So Saturday was one of the busier days in the sports calendar for Alaska. It was, (laughs) it was a crazy, crazy last few days trying to keep up with all the tournaments that are happening. You know, the coaches that we've had on that talked about things and different players and different things to look for seem to all kind of happen over the course of the last few days depending on when yeah. you're listening to this podcast but yeah that last weekend was awesome i just i just love it i just love it i i don't get quite as excited as i do for march madness alaska but it's pretty close pretty close
0: well it certainly is i mean with everything that's going on i mean just the tournaments and all the teams finally getting together to be able to play some basketball after a, a hiatus from march until now it certainly is exciting and um We'll kind of recap some of the tournaments as we go along. Here, we got a handful of them to kind of touch base on uh, throughout the show. So we'll talk about that. We'll get you caught up on what is happening in UAA men's and women's basketball. They are still on the road as of the taping of this episode of this podcast. So we'll kind of keep you informed with what has happened. And maybe eh, they're not playing right now. They just wrapped up a game. We might be able to throw in a final score there uh, towards the end of the show. Um, when are in we? Terms when are UAA they gonna- basketball? When are they going to let us go to Hawaii with them?
1: That's, well, we can that's talk about it. Question. You
0: know, I've, I've thrown that out in jest to many of the admin, you know, at UAA be like, Hey, it'd be great to, you know, go back on the road. You yeah. know, I, I, I miss, I miss traveling. I really do. I really enjoyed it. And I think it was, you know, I think being on the road with the basketball team and broadcasting those games back to folks here in Alaska, I think that is a something that people genuinely miss. Because people ask me about that all the time. Like, yeah. what, why aren't the games on the radio anymore? Why aren't they broadcast? Why aren't we doing away games? I'm like, give me some money. Like, let's do it. Like, <laughs> let's do it. I'm in. Like, it's all about money, right? So Hey, Kate, uh, and yeah. I will
1: I will carry your bags. Okay. I will carry right. your bags. Professional and bag will, carrier. Professional bag carrier for when we go to Hawaii. I mean, I can skip a Seattle trip. I mean, honestly, I yeah. unless the Seahawks are playing at the same time, then you might have to carry mm. your own bags while I'm busy watching a game. See,
0: that's why we didn't tape it yesterday, folks. We were going to do this on Monday, but oh yeah, straight up. I, yeah, I mean up. Isaiah was, you know, like, hey, you know, the Seahawks are playing; they're fighting for their playoff lives. And if we they, gotta, and if they you know, would have lost,
1: got. no one would have wanted to listen to that podcast last night <laughs> if we taped. Well, I'm sure bumpy. if be I would have been grumpy, just like if we would have taped the podcast after the Cowboys got destroyed by Buffalo. Oh, you we would don't have need been to grumpy. I would have been <sighs> grumpy last night if they lost. Yeah,
0: you know the Cowboys were just given, you know, a game back to Buffalo after they took two Super Bowls from them in the nineties. You know, you know, they yeah, felt sorry safe. for him. Jerry Jones was like, you know, we beat you so bad in Super Bowl twenty-seven. <laughs> you know, we just want to. You know, give you something back, you know. Here you go, city of Buffalo. And here's a 20-point regular season victory. Talk it out,
1: Keaton. Talk it
0: out. I got to talk it out out somehow. (laughs) So anyway, we're going to talk high school basketball. We won't cover so much NFL here today on this episode of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. But high school basketball, UAA men's and women's basketball. um, And then also we will touch on the ASAA State Wrestling Championships that happened this past weekend as well. Very eventful state championship weekend at the Alaska Airlines Center. I'm sure yes, Isaiah's got stories. Uh,
1: it, it's very eventful. Very, very eventful. No doubt about oh, that.
0: Oh, I'm sure it was. And if you went to the Alaska Airlines Center to watch uh, some of that state tournament, I'm sure you were know what we're talking about or <laughs> alluding to. Anyway. All right. Well, let's talk some high school hoops here as we have kind of briefly touched on. um We'll start things off in Kenai. We had a chance to talk to Nolan Rose last week, so if you haven't listened to that episode of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast, go back in episode, and you can get caught up on that interview with Coach Nolan Rose. Fantastic interview talking about his Kenai Cardinal team and and everything like that, and also touched on a little bit of golf. But anyway, um, the Craig Jung Kenai River Challenge, the uh, Mount Edgecombe Braves taking both of those Tournaments on the boys and girls side, um, going undefeated, and you know Coach Rose touched on it. Like he knew Mount Edgecomb was going to be a tough out. Isaiah,
1: he did, he did. You know, talking with I had talked with Archie Young, the boys Mount Edgecomb coach, uh, over email, trying to set up an interview, and he just he just had too many things going on. We're going to try and get him on the show at some point because I I love talking with Archie. He's one of my favorite. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was saying how. His team is is going to scrap. They're going to fight a lot, like what uh, Steve from Sitka said about his team. And watching Mount Edgecombe in the state championships last year, you could tell that those, those two teams were going to be scrappy. They were going to fight, and they were gonna, they had a chance to be really good this year. And they really showed out um, at the Kenai River Challenge. Uh, very impressive. Both going three and zero, and some of those games were a little bit more on the lopsided end of things as well
0: so the Mount Edgekin Braves get off to a very good start on their season winning the uh, Kenai River Challenge last weekend and, and uh, both the boys and girls teams taking uh, home a trophy in last week's tournament the other tournament that we had a chance to kind of look at and you know watch a game or two from was the Doc Larson round ball classic uh, the boys side of things the uh, Out-of-state team, the Ridgeline Falcons winning over the West Eagles in the championship game 71-58 to take the boys' championship. But then you and I were both kind of shocked at this result. And on the girls' side, I mean, Colony defeating Wasilla. That was a little um, bit of a, an early-season upside, I guess you could call it.
1: I, I would say it probably is. I would think that Wasilla was, you know, favored going into that, especially since it's on their home floor. It's the Doc Larson, you know, Wasilla girls are always tough to play at home. And then especially in that tournament, uh, looking at that at half, it was 27, 29 with Wasilla in the lead, or excuse me, with Colony in the lead. Then Wasilla took the lead into the fourth quarter, 38, 35, but Colony pulled out the win 49, 45. And obviously what's a back-to-back game. And I know we had talked about it and I know I had talked about it, uh, in the podcast where we were talking with Jeannie that, you know, Colony and Wasilla, that's when those two teams play, I don't care where you're living in in Alaska, that is worth the price of admission. And you better believe after seeing that result, uh, doing some research on these tournaments, because I wasn't able to get to all of them, that uh, the next time Colony and Wasilla girls play, I, I will be driving out from my place in Anchorage and I will be driving out to that game. I that that is going to be those games are going to be can't miss games and that 49-45 championship ga- game for the Doc Larson just proves it that those are easily easily could be easily be a championship state championship preview for the 4A
0: well, we definitely know that they're going to meet at least two more times in the regular yep. season. They are conference opponents, so they will have each a home uh, and away game in between Colony and Wasilla. Uh, this just happened to be an early season tournament matchup in which they played in the championship game of the Dark 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 Dark, dark <laughs> Larson <laughs> round ball Classic. I can I can speak I shouldn't sometimes. Laugh. I shouldn't laugh. No, you okay. should. You should actually. Everybody but, should laugh.
1: You know, just, you are the professional broadcaster. No. No, 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 no. And it, it's just, it makes me feel a little bit better inside, as bad as that sounds, that even even professional broadcasters like yourself hey, can we're, screw up with more humans.
0: Yeah. Just, just go to YouTube and like type in funny broadcasting moments. I mean, or, you know, something that it's, you know, we, we mess up every once in a while. Hey, it you got
1: to you gotta be able to laugh at yourself.
0: Oh, I do. I laugh at myself a lot. So, yeah. that could oh, be same here. A little. <laughs> <Same here. laughs> a little insight. If I, didn't, um,
1: if I didn't laugh at myself. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. That'd be
0: yeah, bad. We, yeah. So, anyway, the Colony girls winning uh, over Wasilla 49 45 in the Doc Larson round ball classic. Uh, the champion or the MVP of the tournament uh, for Colony was Haley Clark, a junior that ended up winning the MVP. So, um, I was kind of thinking maybe Wasilla's uh oh what's her first name her last name's hayes i can't think of her first name right now layla Um, hayes layla i thought she was gonna probably be a front runner for that but uh colonies um Haley clark uh winning the mvp the service tip-off classic isaiah this was probably one of the more interesting formats of a tournament that we have seen for high school basketball
1: uh yeah yeah there's no doubt about that it was uh I didn't. I was able to go on Wednesday before the state wrestling tournament started with setup and things on Thursday. And I wasn't able to get to talk with uh, service head coach, Jaquise. You know, the first day of tournaments, people are looking for passes, blah, 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 blah. Things are just moving around. So I didn't get a chance to sit down and talk with him on some of those tiebreakers and how you're going to figure out yeah. things because one team's only going to be able to play three games because they couldn't make it till Thursday. You know, so it's just kind of a, all over the place so kind of gathering scores and looking at what happened in the tournament it looks like service and roosevelt played in the championship on saturday night and roosevelt is the team from east val california they're 12 and 1 i mean they've they've already played 13 games in their season yeah that's that's what happens with a lot of these outside teams that come up to Anchorage and the various places in the state for these tournaments is their their season has started a couple of weeks back already, so right. they've got a few games under their belts. But they, I saw them walk into the gym, and I know that uh, that doesn't always tell the story, but
0: no, it does sometimes. No, it, sometimes it, does. it
1: sometimes it can, and uh, there are that was a that was a different squad. I mean, I'm all a six four, and I'm walking by, and I'm going, oh, yep, <laughs> all right. All right, the, this team's this team's got some players. They got some height on their side. And that's you, know, you can't teach height. That helps with rebounding sometimes. So,
0: you know, Alaska athletics. I've always thought this. Having grown up and played high school sports here in Alaska, have watched numerous high school sporting events over the years. Whether it's been football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever the sport is. Anytime you get out of state competition, you just know it's different. I don't know why. It's just it's just different. The athletes are built different. It just is. It's a fact of of the matter. I'm not saying we don't have good athletes here. We do. We have fantastic athletes here. But the way that our athletes are built are usually they're just you can tell when somebody has an out of state squad. You can just tell and say, well, okay."
1: And sometimes and sometimes I'm sure you probably have seen it a little bit more in football, Keaton. But I know when I when I was coaching at Heritage Christian and our team played at the Alaska Airlines Classic, and we played two out of state teams and we played one out of state team that had you know a couple ESPN top one hundred players and you know that, they they were just they were grown. I'm going through that handshake line and again yeah I'm all six four and I am looking up at some of these players and some of these guys are men. I mean yeah they just yeah. they're men i mean like, wow okay we only lost by 10 hey yeah you know, we'll take we'll take that right now that sure that's that's great that'll help us down at state um yeah it was uh yeah it was a it was an interesting it was an interesting way on how it was structured and i think a lot of it had to deal with the, do with the fact that one team wasn't able to come up the whole time and only do three games sure and, out-of-state team so again you know sometime i'm sure we'll have jakees on the podcast and he could kind of explain it because i or maybe i can get the piece of paper that the coaches got you know on how they work. Right. but you know the two out-of-state teams asperia and roosevelt they went uh they went seven and oh basically over the right over the tournament beating uh digiak mountain city christian academy service and thunder mountain and roosevelt beat barrow thunder mountain and service um yeah, yeah. It was uh it's just
0: different. I was gonna say I was gonna give you the results of those games. Roosevelt yeah, beating Barrow ninety one thirty two in their opening round game of the uh, service tip off classic. And then Roosevelt beating Thunder Mountain one oh two to sixty, and then Roosevelt beating service eighty five forty nine. So obviously some pretty impressive scores. Hesperia in the tournament, um when they got things kicked off. Oh, where did I put their schedule? Hold on. Hold on. No, no, I lost it. I lost my scores. Don't you hate it when you click a tab and it doesn't... and It goes away? Yes. Now I I got it. I I got it. I got it. Uh, They beat Thunder Mountain in their opening round game, or actually, check that, Mountain City in their opening round game, 68-20, 59-40 over service, and then Thunder Mountain, 52-35. So the score's a little bit different for Hesperia in the uh, three games that they they played, but uh, Roosevelt looking very impressive, obviously, um, in their first handful of games here in the state of Alaska. They now improved to 12-1 on the, uh, on the regular season. Tigiak had a rough go of it in the service tip-off Classic. They went 0 4 They had a tough schedule playing Hesperia, Kodiak, uh, Barrow, and Houston. Kodiak went 1-3 with that victory over Tigiak, lost to service, lost to Mountain City, and also Valley View, who is another out-of-state team mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Barrow went one and three, beating Tigiac. Lost to Service, Roosevelt, and Valley View. A uh, Mountain City um, had a chance to ca- catch up with Brad Lowers just a little bit, and you know he's got a young young team. He went young two team. and two in this tournament. And I think he'd be pretty pleased if we were uh, able to talk to him about it.
1: Yeah, I, I I think he was pleased. There's there's definitely some learning there. Uh, they're a young team trying to learn some of the you know just fundamentals of basketball and and those things which are always important to to brad i know but to a lot of coaches and you know mountain city went to for two and two thunder mountain went two and two i those are good wins you know they both lost you know, they both lost to hesperia uh thunder mountain lost to roosevelt mountain city lost to thunder mountain uh but mountain city on the flip side beat kodiak and houston and thunder mountain beat houston and Mountain City, so I think overall, obviously, you want to go 4-0, but oh, of course. I think for the first tournament, I think, you know, knowing Brad like I do, I think he was, he's pleased. There's room for improvement, obviously, but I'm sure he, there were some things that he saw there that he was pleased with, and same, same with Thunder Mountain. You know, if you want to take a listen to some of our interviews with the Thunder Mountain coaches and some of these other coaches that we've passed uh, that we've talked about in the during these podcasts go listen to some of our previous podcasts. They're great to listen to and a great view on how they think about basketball and what kind of they look like for for their team this year. It's I think the service tip off class classic like you always hear with Texas for years and years and years, but it was never true until this year. Texas is back. You know, I, I really think that. <laughs> the service tip off classic had some down years uh, where there were some JV teams playing and things like that. But I, I really think with the, a lot of support from the community and Jackie's rallying support from the community and a lot of the basketball parents there, I think the service tip off classic is definitely back as you would say. And, and yeah. their 44th annual one was one to be proud of. I think.
0: Well, I think the biggest question is moving forward. I, the format of the tournament. I don't know if they keep it for next year. I w- I would assume that they're going to have to tweak it. I
1: can they would. I-, I think there would be some tweaking. I, I, I mean, mean if- yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, you'd I'd re- i read. It'd be interesting to hear what some of the coaches thought of it, but you, I, I would assume. Now, again, this is just me. I would assume you're going to want to tweak the format of that, just so it's a little easier. So you might have that traditional bracket. Uh. You know, eight yeah. teams, you know, the constellations, all that kind of stuff. So you you really can kind of work with something. You know where you stand all the time. Right. Uh, I think there was obviously the Roosevelt not being able to come in until Thursday, complicated things. But overall, I, I think a lot of excitement. Service was busy when I was up there on Wednesday. So yeah. I sure just got busier and busier as the week went on.
0: So the service tip-off classic going to Roosevelt after they defeated service in the championship game, 85-49. So um, obviously a very successful 44th edition of the service tip-off classic. Another tournament that was going on just across town, actually just down the road, kind of. Down the road, basically. Uh, <laughs> <like Yeah. laughs> not even across town, just a, probably two miles down the road at Grace Christian. Um The Grace Christian Grizzly Classic, the Grace Boys winning, beating Monroe on Saturday in a close game against the Monroe Catholic Rams, Um, 58-55 as the boys won on on the boys' side of things. And then the girls on their side, it was the Grace Christian Girls winning, beating Barrow 59-39, dominating the weekend. In their home tournament, so to speak. They also beat Homer 6628 and 66 6620. So Isaiah, look out for the Grace Christian girls, I would say.
1: They're, the Grace Christian girls, they are they're legit. They're they're definitely gonna in the running for trying to go back to back since they won the state championship last year. They've got they've got a couple girls that have been together for a long time, that have been playing basketball together for a long time. And they are going to be a tough out. I don't care what level you're playing. They're going to be a tough out.
0: Yeah, they're going to be very, very tough. Uh, and they they proved that in their home um, tournament this past weekend, winning uh, the Grace Christian Grizzly Classic, both the boys and um, the girls teams this past weekend. Another tournament on the other side of the state in the southeast, uh, the Sitka Coastal Classic, the Sitka Boys winning that tournament. Uh, they beat Petersburg in uh, their opening round game 51 40 uh, beat Lumen Christy 30 run or 53 to 11. And then Chugiak 55 46. And I had a chance to watch these games when they were streamed. And I'll tell you what, number one, the first thing that stood out to me, excuse me. Um, I'm not one to pick on officials. Okay. It was interesting. Officiating. I would say and. The, It went both ways. It was not one side at all. It was the number of fouls that were called in – what game was it? I was watching – it was actually a Chugat Girls game. But in the opening quarter of that game, there were no less than, I think, eight fouls. I mean, it was like, oh, my goodness, the whistles. And it was just like, what? And I'm like, okay, all right, well – you know, players have to adjust, right? If, if officials right. are going to call Absolutely. it that way, players players got to adjust. But they didn't yep. adjust, so there was just a lot of whistles. So that, that stood out, number one. But also, on the Sitka boys' side of things, when I watched them play against Chugiak, we, no joke, when we talked to the Sitka head coach uh, last week, um, they're they're physical, and they'll be, they'll be in your face. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with, and they put Chugiak on notice as they won 55-46. <laughs> Excuse me again. But they are not going to let down whoever their opponent is. They are going to get up and down the floor. Uh, they will push you physically, and they did that this past week um, in their tournament, and they ended up winning their tournament. So even though they're under a first-year head coach who has only been there a handful of months, they are going to be a fun team to watch out of the Southeast.
1: So you're telling me that uh, Sitka-Mount-Edgecombe games for the boys are going to oh, be yeah. teams to watch. Same oh, yeah. Town, right down the road. Yeah, that it's- sounds... Might have to fly down for something like that for, you know, research. Research purposes, yes. yes. Research purposes,
0: yeah. I mean, everything's research-based, right? Yep, everything's research-based. So Sitka Boys winning their their tournament uh, this past weekend, so they're off to a good start after. Go back a couple of episodes and listen to the interview with the Sitka Boys basketball head coach. It's an interesting interview of how it he is. got here, why he is here coaching the Sitka basketball team. He's only been there since... I think it was like April or May. Not even. I think it happened sometime in the summer. So, I mean, it is an interesting story. And the fact that they were um, able to win their tournament this past weekend, I think speaks volumes to where that team is going. Uh, One other tournament to touch on before we get into college basketball, the Lady Archangel tip-off at Lumen Christie, The South Anchorage girls winning that tournament over Houston, 46-33. So the South Anchorage girls pick up a tournament victory to start their season and who well, you're finally through high those school those are state. the tournaments that we know of. tournaments yeah you're right those are right those, i'm pretty they're... sure
1: that's all of them I, I am i'm pretty sure that's all of them but there that it's a lot of tournaments it's a lot
0: like it's a lot. It's, it's crazy and it's going to get crazier come yeah. uh <laughs> you know beginning of the year so we'll touch on that here in a moment but UAA basketball, before we get into UAA basketball, we should touch on Alyssa Peely just briefly. Um, obviously, the former, former Diamond High School standout um, playing at the University of Utah. They played South Carolina this past weekend, or a couple not this past weekend, but uh, a weekend ago, I should say, on the 10th. Um, South Carolina women's basketball team, for those of you who don't know, is the number one team in the nation. Uh, fantastic team. And Alyssa Peely put on a show in that game, Isaiah. I think show. she lit it. She had a double double performance. She had thirty seven points. She had fifteen rebounds. Um, it was just impressive. South and
1: Carolina was throwing all sorts of defenders at her. They couldn't stop her. They couldn't stop her. They, stop her. they could not stop her. I was uh, our both mutual friend, Kathleen Navarre and I, and a few others were at the wrestling seating meeting for state, and she had it on her computer. And we're kind of watching keeping our eye on her and all that stuff and they just they just couldn't do anything it, it was impressive
0: well Don
1: Staley, I, I was shocked
0: yeah Don Staley the head coach for the University of South Carolina uh she did a, a in-game interview like they came back from break, and you know like the I think Holly Rowe was talking to her of ESPN and, and like uh Don mentioned that like um there's nothing we can do. she's gonna get her points like we we have to outscore them at this point. Anytime she gets the ball, it's clear I have nobody on my team right now that can stop her. She's going to get her buckets. We have to outscore them. That's the only way they're going to win this game. and That's what ended up happening. They were able to just kind of keep just enough ahead of Utah and keep Alyssa just under uh, enough control, I guess you could say, to to pull out that game. But Alyssa Peely, this is going to be interesting to watch become uh, WNBA draft time. It's going to be between her and Iowa's Caitlin Clark. Those are going to be Either one, two draft picks, I think, in my opinion.
1: I didn't think at the beginning of the season for college girls basketball, I didn't think anyone was going to be able to touch Caitlin Clark. Yeah. As far as, you know, she's number one. It doesn't, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever team is up, they're kind of like, what were you here with the NFL draft with Caleb Williams? He's number one. You know, that's it. But Alyssa Peely, I think, is going to be giving some people pause. She has jumped up oh, those yeah. third draft boards big time.
0: I would say keep her definitely in your top five. Um, oh, yeah. And depending on what happens, could be number one. So it'll be a fun thing to watch um, throughout the rest of the college basketball season and then on into the WNBA draft uh, later in 2024. So. UAA basketball this past week, uh, the Seawolves men's and women's basketball teams, they are on the road. The men's team on the road in Hawaii. um, As of the taping of this podcast, they have gone one and one on the road in Hawaii. They picked up wins in their opening game of the hoops in hawaii classic against texas tyler they had to grind this one out though they won 51 49 it was a close game defensively seawolves did not shoot the basketball particularly well they had to rely on their defense able to edge out edge out ut tyler uh, to pick up that victory and get back in the winning column prior to that win the seawolves had lost two games in a row in the genac um so they had a little bit of a losing streak able to bounce back but then they had a tough turnaround game they had to play cal state san bernardino who is number nine in the nation in Division II men's basketball? Seawolves lost a close one. They lost 70 to 64 against uh Cal State San Bernardino. As the Seawolves, they were led by the 16 points of Dathan Satchel. He had a terrific game, but really got no help from really anybody else. Tyson Gilbert did chip in uh with 12 points, but everybody else, Dylan Barrientos, was pretty silent. Um, Sawyer Storms, who had been uh, the second leading scorer for the Seawolves. He was held in check uh, with seven points on two of seven shooting. So they played a top 10 team in division two basketball and they ended up uh, losing. They are on the road still tonight. They are actually playing right now. I won't give you an update right now. It's just because we're taping this podcast, but um, they are playing right now against Hawaii Pacific. They'll be back home on January 11th. The Seawolves do have one more game prior to the January 11th home game. Um, They're playing January 6th up in Fairbanks against UAF. So um, the men's basketball team trying to get things back on track a little bit prior to getting back into uh, conference play. The UAA women's basketball team, well, they finally, after they had that little four-game losing streak um, back in the month of November on into the beginning of December, um, able to bounce back had those wins over Clarion University on December 8th and 10th, which they blew out Clarion, 87-43 and 77-33. And then they went on the road, and now they've won back-to-back road games. Seawolves' women's basketball team now on a four-game winning streak uh, as they beat uh, Stelash State uh, 60-46 to and then San Francisco State 71-51. So two nice West Region victory wins for the UAA women's basketball team. The next game for the women's basketball team, January 4th and 6th at the Alaska Airlines Center when they take on two very tough opponents, Western Washington and Simon Frazier. So those will be huge games, obviously, just from a conference standpoint. But just given who the opponents are, UAA, Western Washington, always a fun, fun matchup to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. That's always a I like putting that on my must see list with and SPU. When SPU comes to town, those two games, games—I well, obviously you go UAF too, obviously, but Western Washington and SPU, yeah. Those are yeah, big games.
0: Big games. So that, put put those on the cal- calendar. Women's basketball, UAA, January 4th and 6th, the Alaska Airlines Center. Tip time for both those games, by the way, 7 o'clock Alaska time. All right, Isaiah, I know you've been itching to talk about it. ASAA <laughs> State Wrestling.
1: Oh, I have been chomping at the bit actually, it was it was a great tournament., uh, if you were there on Saturday, it was loud. There were a lot of people in there. It just it's a really intense time. It looks great in the Alaska Airlines center on Friday. You've got the eight mats down, and it's just wrestling all day from basically nine am when it starts till about six pm sometimes 7 p.m. depending on how the wrestling event goes. Those of you who know wrestling know that that happens pretty well. That can happen quite a bit. Um, Chris Bieri from ADN did a great job of telling a story with how the Haynes wrestling team needed some help getting to the state tournament and they ended up using an 89-foot fishing tender and all that. So I would encourage you, um, I'm not going to go through that whole story that Chris put together, but I would encourage you to go read it. It's a, it's a great job. Josh Reed also did a great summary on the wrestling state championship and the ADN too. So if you've got a subscription or if you don't have one, get one and read those stories. They did a, they did an excellent job doing it, but it was very eventful. It was very eventful. Lots of (laughs) positive things that happened. A few negative things that we won't go into, Um, Come on,
0: that's the best part Well,
1: we, you know, I won't (laughs) go into I won't go into who It's not the best part (laughs) It's not the best part, but we had a few um, redecorating um, incidents that happened on uh, both Friday and Saturday They just didn't think the walls looked quite the right way So Yeah, right Some redecorating on the wall Um, But you know other than that we had i think it was really really good uh the south boys won the division 1 title back to that's back to back years now the seward for division 2 seward boys which was i wouldn't say a shock shock but definitely a little surprising they had never finished higher than 10th in previous years and this year they won the championship they had three champions they had seven wrestlers finish in the top 6 i i'm pretty sure it was seven in the top 6 or yeah i'm pretty sure that's it was seven and then the one thing that happened that was really big is colony girls took second place but the soldatna girls came in and they won the girls championship with 212 points a record for team points and girls so they really they really put on a wow. show it was uh like i said it was it was really really something cool in there and if you are a wrestling fan of any kind and you don't go to the state tournament, it's a shame. You really need to get there. It was, it was loud. It was intense. It, it was, it was a great
0: atmosphere. Biggest day of the tournament, probably championship day. I would assume. Yeah.
1: And the reason why it would be the championship day is, you know, you're just focused on those three mats. So, you know, all the wrestlers that have been eliminated at this point, you know, you only have the two left. So all of them are in the stands we're supposed to be in the stands. And, you know, we pull out the one set of bleachers. It's not quite – we can't pull out all the bleachers like we do with basketball just because of the layout of the mats, et cetera. But it's – you get the top ring is pretty full, you know, because we have, you know, five, six, 700 wrestlers that are there as well as all the coaches, and then you have the fans that come in. So it's a really loud environment and uh, really intense. It's It's a good time.
0: No, it is a good time. Anytime you get state championship events going on, they are awesome events to attend, whatever sport uh, you are a fan of, whether that's wrestling, whether that's basketball, whether that's hockey, uh, whatever it might be, football, all the state championship vets are definitely fun events to look to. So another state championship in the books, ASW State Wrestling this past weekend, uh, finishing up, um, high school basketball tournaments again in our next episodes. We're going to take a little bit of a break for Christmas break, but um, Isaiah and I, and perhaps we'll get Brad Lowers from um, his assignment, wherever he is assigned on, onto the show to chip in a little bit. Actually, I think we do have a, a Brad Lowers piece that we, yes we do a little
1: bonus, a little bonus bonus interview at the end of the podcast. He was able to sit down with the uh, uh, Hesperia head coach, from California at the service tournament at the service tip-off. So it was, that's, that's going to be really nice to hear. And, uh, yeah, next episode we'll have the post Christmas episode. Basically we've got four large tournaments that happen. There are really, those are the four this week. There's some tournaments that are happening outside that, uh, obviously we'll get some updates on as things happen, but those four tournaments next week, uh, Clark Cochran Classic, Christmas Classic, and Catch a Can, boy, say that five times fast. The Joe Floyd Tournament, <laughs> in Kodiak, Capital City Classic in Juneau, and then the Mountain City Christian Academy Tournament in Anchorage. Those four are the basically the, the few days after Christmas, so we'll have some talk with the coaches and people involved with some of that, and we'll do some uh, instant reaction to some of those tournaments, because there's no state wrestling that I have to be at, so...
0: There, there, you go. Yeah, yep. it'll be nice. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of the bonus uh, interview with Brad Lowers and the Hesperia head coach Bobby Tissetti, uh, mm-hmm. after Isaiah and myself sign it off, stick around for a moment. We'll uh, we'll add it toward the end of this podcast. Does that sound sound good, Isaiah?
1: That sounds great. All
0: right. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Well, um, so we'll take a little bit of a break next week, and then we'll jump back into. Uh, the Alaska Sports Talk podcast will let you guys kind of enjoy the holidays. But as you're enjoying the holidays, be sure maybe in the background, instead of some nice, you know, Christmas jazz or whatever, maybe it's just, you know, us in the background talking to you about Alaska sports.
1: It's Keaton know. and then, it's Keaton and I. Yeah. serenading you with Alaska
0: sports instead of Christmas songs. Just, just imagine that at 7 in the morning as your kids are unwrapping the paper, as the fire is crackling in the voice of Isaiah and Keaton talking Alaska sports. Good morning. Merry
1: Christmas. (laughs) Now to Alaska sports.
0: Just how
1: nice and peaceful that can be for everybody.
0: Please don't do that. I don't want kids to be tormented. (laughs) That would be awful, awful experience. (laughs) Maybe put your earbuds in and and do it that way. Earbuds.
1: There we go. Earbuds.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. But once again, before we sign it off, thanks to our sponsors, Roger Briley and associates, Partouche plumbing, Guido's pizza, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club, all proud sponsors of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. For Isaiah Freeman, I'm Keaton Homer. Happy Festivus. Merry Christmas. Happy Happy New Year. All of it. You know, happy Festivus. Happy Festivus. Hearing of grievances, Isaiah, on the next episode of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Hearing of grievances. (laughs) All right. Stick around for the uh, bonus interview with Brad Lowers. Thanks for tuning in
2: hey welcome to the podcast we're on alaska sports talk and we're joined by bobby tacetti from hisperia uh, high school down in california they just finished a 4-0 trip here in the service tip-off tournament and uh coach i uh, want you to describe to us
3: how your experience was here in alaska uh, it was amazing uh, first time up here just just beautiful uh from the all the white snow First time I've I've ever driven in snow. Uh, First time I've ever actually had snow falling down on me. Uh, People were wonderful. Tournament was well run. Pretty good competition. I mean, just top to bottom, it was a first-class event. Uh, First time driving on snow. You're lucky to be alive. A little sketchy
2: sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So uh, you have a relationship with uh, Jacques Scaniers, and uh, I know that's part of the reason you're here and he's yeah. kind of a he's kind of a car salesman he uh he put it together with uh
3: sponsorship and tell us about how that came about yeah so jock uh, was was uh talking to a, another guy that i know uh whose son plays on the roosevelt team and uh you know the, we were actually playing roosevelt and jock had called him and you know he said hey call Tissetti. uh he's got a pretty good group they they'll compete they'll be they'll be hard to Hard to play and, and whatnot. So then Jock called me and you know I knew Jock for for quite a while just from playing pickup ball when we were you know kids and you know 15 to probably 22 years old before you ended up up here and and uh, um, you know developed that relationship that way and you know had been it had been last time I talked to Jock was when he was coaching at a post out in Connecticut and he called me up on a kid. Uh, who ended up? We ended up signing at Cal State San Bernardino, uh, and so Jock helped me out with him, and and uh, really worked out. He would ended up being an all league guy, and and so every time I've I've got an opportunity to work with Jock or 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 have him call on something, it's it's actually turned out pretty well. So it's been uh, it's been neat. I know one time up here, I think it was a couple of girls teams. They traveled
2: down to Las Vegas, and then uh, the second third game of the tournament. These two teams, you know, about two miles apart, were playing down in Vegas after a long trip. <laughs> and so I know, I think you were telling me that you had played Roosevelt numerous times. Yeah. Even though you were undefeated in the tournament, you didn't play the the final game, but it's kind of set up so that uh, you didn't have to repeat all those games with Roosevelt. And that seems like a, a good way to do it.
3: Yeah. Well, me, myself, and Coach Steven, uh, Coach Singleton, I have a ton of respect for each other. Uh, uh, you know, we see each other at a lot of events down in Southern California. Our schools are about, I don't know, 20 miles apart, and uh, it just seemed like every event we were in in the last, you know, 12 to 13 months, uh, we got an opportunity to play each other. Uh, most of the games were competitive um, until uh, until we played them in the first game of the season this year, first regular season game down in down at Corona Centennial, and they. Uh, they got us pretty good. Uh, made a bunch of shots in the first quarter, and and I mean they they're really really talented. Have a lot of talented kids, and you know and they do a heck of a job coaching those kids. Kids get after it. They listen. They play hard, and they play together. So they're a, they're a very impressive uh, group of kids. They. Uh, they're incredible young men. They they do a heck, a heck of a job in the classroom. They're a heck of a kid, heck of a, a group of guys to watch play. Fun group to watch play. Fun group to compete against. So, but we were tired of it. Uh, we wanted to play somebody else. Didn't want to fly, you know, all the way up here to uh, to play them. So regardless of it, so we kind of knew going into it that we were not going to play them, regardless of, of how it all shook out. Had a lot of fun playing the Alaska schools. Um, you know, fortunate enough to go four and zero. Play, you know, was able to beat a really good service team last night, uh, and then uh, um, able to survive a little bit against the uh, Thunder Mountain guys tonight, uh, who were who were incredibly, incredibly well coached and, and very, very competitive, tough, physical, and just just uh, lucky to get out of here with with four wins. You know,
2: uh, I, I know about the twenty seventeen McDonald's game and. You know, here's Oak Hill in that game. They had two players, but there was only one player from California. How can the McDonald's All-American game only have one player from
3: California, other than an East Coast bias? I don't know. I don't. I haven't. I haven't had a McDonald's All-American kid to coach yet, so I don't. I don't really get into that. I try and stay in the, stay in my lane on that. Yeah,
2: I think. To be fair, you know one of the Oak Hill boys, Kendall, Kendall Johnson. He plays for the Spurs now, so probably probably a good player at the time. A lot of a lot of good players. <laughs> bowl bowl it's hurt, but um, it's fun to watch that game. But what what happens? What do you have to do in California to to win a state championship? I mean, it's got to be like running the
3: gauntlet. I mean, yeah, it'll it'll get pretty competitive. Uh, CIF. Uh, Is broken down into the sections, um, and then you have to do, you you have to you have to advance to the semis um, in this in the section tournament. Then you get a invite, and then it's re, they they they'll bump up, they'll kind of redo it um, in terms of of the divisions uh, for state, and then you'll play the other teams and either the one of the four teams from your section or three other teams, I should say or uh or you'll play a team from out of your section um in the south and then there's the same deal in the north and then you guys will, you know the winners of that play the winners uh from the south play the winners of the north in sacramento uh, and then go out and get after it that way well i know you and i talked about uh you uh,
2: living in san bernardino and i know mm-hmm. your parents uh were hosts for the wyoming teams at the little league regionals and you been able to watch that a lot and seems like that really brings a, a lot of attention to the city of san
3: bernardino and they take a lot of pride in, in hosting that every year yeah no yeah that was that was a fun fun deal man i spent a lot of time as a kid up there uh helping out in the dorms uh helping out with the with the the teams that coming in help get them organized get them you know get them a little information uh and my parents hosted the Wyoming team for it seemed like forever uh, they just shut that down and, and moved to arizona and they retired so They're not doing that anymore, but now nah, they were really really invested in that and, and and you know We had a lot of fun and a lot of good memories a lot of good people um, You know, it was it was, was kind of sweet to kind of cool to come up here and, and, and Reminisce a little bit with some people who talked a little bit about that and you know Three or four different people asked me. Hey, how close are you guys is your school to San Bernardino? and I actually still live <clears throat> still live right in the area so it's it's uh it's neat so well a bit of an unusual
2: tournament with four games it's hard to keep your game at a high level and i think uh both teams showed signs of fatigue tonight but mm-hmm. it was one of the more closely contested games and uh for sure that was that was fun to watch you guys did a good job very consistent throughout the tournament
3: I appreciate that Uh, today at at shoot around uh, we could just kind of sense it with our guys just being tired and watching film and you could see it in their eyes that they were tired and and you know i don't think they're homesick i think they're really really enjoying and everything here i think they're having a great time uh but just just tired just exhausted so uh looking forward to getting on our airplane tonight and headed heading back to uh uh sunny southern california yeah i'm well alaskans
2: love hawaii but california is pretty high on the list as well it's a good place congratulations on a great tournament thank you safe travels and um, wish you luck the rest of the season
3: thank you